Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Common Sense Finance Podcast. Anthony here. This is Nick. Yeah, Nick is over there. See, there's a little, a little bit of a lag on Zoom, so I don't know how it uh it come it comes across all the time until I finish like doing the editing for the recording. Like sometimes I do the recording and it's like this is Anthony and it's like this is Nick. It's like it's like an awkward like four second pause. So it's like it's kind of kind of weird. But we're back, guys. We spoke about some stock market news last week on the podcast, and we're going to continue it this week. It's kind of funny because Verizon sold Yahoo and AOL last week. We were touching on that, and then we also touched on, hey, they probably did it because they didn't want to be like AT&T. AT&T was really caught up with Time Warner over the, what, past three, four years. They, yeah. they acquired it. Well, last week, this week, actually, they officially announced on Monday that they will be spinning off Time Warner with Discovery. Yeah. So it's a pretty interesting deal. I think it's I think it's I personally find it more interesting than the Verizon transaction, right? Because AT&T went through such tremendous length to not only acquire AT&T, but litigation-wise, they went through such obstacles to get to where they are today. And they basically gave up. They threw in the towel. So before I give my thoughts, Nick, what were your initial reactions? Before we get into the actual numbers, what were your initial reactions? You know, just reading the, the initial headline of yeah. AT&T basically giving up on Time Warner. Yeah, no, of course. So, so when I read it, I was like, okay, this is great. Like, you know, what we were talking about with Verizon, right? I What I mentioned was it's good that they're undiversifying their their segments. They're really focusing on what we know Verizon is for sure. It's the phone company. But you know, with AT&T, they're doing the same thing. They're like, let's focus more on broadband and 5G and fiber. So they're spinning that off. So I'm like, okay, this is great. I mean, shareholders are still owning 71% of uh, Warner Media anyway. So we're not really losing. We're losing like 30%, which is fine. But what really, really, really just like like grinds my gears is that they're also, as what quote unquote what they said, they're readjusting their dividends and not for the better, for the worse. <laughs> so they're looking at for right now, I think they're at $15 billion paying out every year for dividends. They're going to reduce that to $8 billion. So so that kind of, you know, got me, you know, a little, a little mad, especially since when uh, uh, Stank, uh, Stankley, which is the CEO of AT&T, uh, when he was interviewed a couple of months ago or during the earnings um, call, he said, someone asked him a question, what are you going to do with your dividend yield? Why is it so high? What are you going to do? He goes, well, we're just going to increase our share price. Well, no, no, what they're doing now is decreasing their dividend. So, so that's my take on it. Ant. How about you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my initial concern, so disclosure, yes. Nick and I have sub, uh, substantial positions <laughs> in AT&T. There's some of our leaders in our portfolio. We are dividend investors after all, right? And AT&T is probably one of the most attractive yields on the market because I often preach, don't chase yield, don't chase yield. Just because the yield is high doesn't mean it's a good investment. AT&T probably has a the safest yield at this range, right? 7%. And it has a very rather safe payout ratio 
where I feel comfortable investing into AT and T. Yeah. And it's weird because I actually invested. Every time I'm like, I can't I'm invest in AT and T. Like not. every time I invest in AT and T, I'm like, this is it. I'm done. I did it again the week before this news was announced, and oh, <laughs> they dropped. They dropped this. So. My biggest concern was the dividend, right? You, AT&T, I personally believe cannot afford to do a direct cut, right? Because they are known, the stock is known for its yields. You're not investing into AT&T for its telecommunication outlook. You're you're investing in it for that sweet yield of 7%. For the cash flows. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I think that that was my biggest concern. If they do decide to cut it, I think they're going to, we have to take, we have to think what's the stock price going to look after this, right? Where let's say right now, let's say, I think like 30 bucks, roughly, right? If they spin off, yeah, if they spin off Time Warner and it goes down to $20 a share and they still cut the dividend to 8 billion instead of 15 billion, it's still 7%. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if, if you're spinning off a part of your company, your stock price is likely going to decrease, right? Just how yeah, the nature work, the nature of the beast, right? So I think mm-hmm. we could come out of this unscathed. So, but like more details do uh, still do have to come out. Yeah, I think this is a good time to get into more of the numbers and to maybe get into more of the my feelings about Time Warner. So I have here from CNBC. I'm going to cite my sources, guys. Don't worry, credible sources only. So AT&T is agreeing to spin off its media assets from the Time Warner deal and combine it with Discovery. So before we go any further, Discovery basically owns TLC, the Food Network, A&E, pretty much all the crappy television shows that everyone loves watching. They're spinning it off, combining it with Discovery to basically take Netflix on head on. AT&T will receive $43 billion in various ways through cash debt uh retention of some debt through this warner media entity and it would be effectively undoing the merger that they fought so hardly for and yeah. what well, would it be three years ago yeah three years 20- ago mm-hmm. so 2018 they bought time warner for 85 billion dollars they're spinning it off and they're receiving roughly 43 billion in return doing so so they lost $40 billion in this transaction. They lost billions of dollars selling off DirecTV. And let's not look at the dollar amount, right? Because yes, losing probably $50, $60 billion in you know, cash like they did, definitely not something you want, you want to hear as an investor. I think the most concerning thing is, okay, we're spinning off Time Warner, which I kind of, I personally liked AT&T having. I thought they still have potential if they could figure everything out. You're, you're spinning off AT&T. You're getting a lot of the debt off the books. Okay, we're focusing on 5G now. For the last three years, three to four years, you were not focusing on 5G whatsoever yeah. while Verizon and T-Mobile slash Sprint were doing that, Right. Yeah. You gave your competitors a three to five year head start. Let me say this. They acquired officially Time Warner three years ago, but there was a whole litigation process leading up to that. 2016, yeah. Yeah, so they were focusing on that for over three, probably five years, maybe even more. So you, yeah. you have close to half a decade of you not focusing your attention on 5G 
not anywhere close to your competitors. And now you're expecting to jump into the race and be able to compete. It's, I don't know about that. I mean, but I guess from another viewpoint, right? Warner Media and um, and Discovery, when you combine them together, you can also kind of picture it as competitors of Netflix now and Disney Plus. Ignore that, guys. Ignore that. Sorry. <laughs> so, so you know, when when we look at their shares, right now, D- Disney doesn't pay a dividend anymore. Netflix has never paid a dividend anymore. So maybe maybe we can almost see that the new company also also with Warner Media, right? And Discovery, they're going to or AT&T and and Discovery are going to open up or start a new legal entity owning Warner Media. So mm-hmm. so the name is still to be announced at the time of this recording. So with that being said, maybe if they do start paying a dividend from the company after a couple of years, after, you know, reinvesting their free cash flows to reinvest into the company, make it better, you know, new productions, maybe new uh, shows, new movies, new equipment. Maybe they'll start a new, you know, evolution of the whole, you know, segment where, uh, where Netflix might start paying a dividend and Disney might reinstate its dividend. Mm. And, um, you know, maybe, maybe who knows, or it'll just stick as a growth stock like the rest. Um, I just want to point out, I feel like my camera quality got a lot better with that FaceTime call. Did it not? Oh, I don't, really? <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I feel like I look completely different now. I don't look fuzzy. That, that was very odd. But Shout out to Kevin. Yeah, shout out to Kevin. Uh, he got his job. So congrats to Kevin, guys. Everyone, shout out to Kevin. Congrats, Kevin. Um, I well think, deserved. Exactly. I think, so going back to the AT&T point, I am not, I think... It's tough, right? Like, there's a lot of ways that this can go. I think it's interesting because this the new CEO is not the CEO that bought Time yeah. Warner and DirecTV. That should be important to note because he's basically undoing everything the guy did. And this isn't like a, a minor thing to undo. Like, like I said, this is close to $100 billion the guy's dropped on media assets. And it's like, you're... This guy wanted to compete not only with Verizon and T-Mobile, two of the biggest companies in the world, but he also wanted to compete with Netflix, Disney, Apple, even bigger companies in a different space entirely. <laughs> we have no background whatsoever. Different industry. Yeah. I am. I think the merger between Discovery and Time Warner is very interesting, right? Because I think I am a big fan of HBO Max as a consumer. I, I don't know. Have you been able to use HBO Max at all? I haven't personally, no. I love HBO Max. I think the thing that, I think the issue with like Disney Plus is your their content is so limited. Like it has limited, to be Disney yeah. related, right? Like mm-hmm. it has to be, you know, princesses. It has to be Star Wars. It has to be Marvel. You have such a small scope. If you go on to HBO Max, they have so much content that they own. They have, like I binge watched all of the Sopranos. You can watch The Wire. You can watch all the Game of Thrones, all the Lord of the Rings movies, any DC show that you want to watch. They they own a lot of a lot of rights, a lot of content, and I think you combine that with the crappy television that everyone loves with <laughs> Discovery, which I think was, I thought was doing well. I need to look more into the numbers about that because they recently launched they they launched their own platform like just a few months ago. 
Discovery. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's interesting that they're doing that. I mean, you can get Shark Week now on yeah. HBO Max, Time Warner. I think that might be the most legitimate con- contender, competitor to Netflix going forward. Honestly. A little disclaimer, we are not sponsored by HBO Max whatsoever. I mean, we're going to be by mid-2022, which is when the deal is supposed to be finalized. And then also maybe another thing to point out, right? At least when Verizon sold Yahoo and AOL, that was it. They they let go. They cut the string. Here you go. At least with Warner Media, AT&T shareholders will own 71%. That's why there's a lot of news articles. And again, this isn't financial advice, but... A lot of news articles are saying don't sell your AT&T shares yet. Wait until you receive that that new entity's ticker symbol under your portfolio and then do what you want with it. Like Anthony said, maybe the price will drop. Maybe it won't. Maybe the, you know, with the dividend increase, you know, this is all new info that won't finish until 2022. I think an outcome that's probably likely, right, is the stock drops but you're not going to see a monetary change in, in your portfolio because it's going to be, let's say it drops 30%, that 30% is going to be represented in shares of time, the Time Warner entity. Exactly. And there is potential that, yeah, they could decrease the payout of their dividend by roughly 50%, right? 15 to $8 billion. Who's to say that time, this Time Warner entity doesn't start paying a dividend and make up the yeah. difference between the two, right? Exactly. This is the exact opposite of what we saw with Viatris and Pfizer, right? Viatris and Pfizer, they spun off and Viatris pays, is going to pay a 4% yield going forward, roughly. And Pfizer's like, you know what? That's a great yield, but we can outdo them. We're going to continue paying our close to 4% there, yield as well. Yeah. <laughs> so you're getting a key. That's a huge dividend increase per but, year. Yeah. Pfizer had the vaccine. <laughs> and remember, how much are they making per dollar? They're making, I think, 30 cents for every dollar spent. Not to be confused with Moderna, who's making 70 cents per every dollar. Outrageous <laughs> numbers. So I think it's, it's also interesting to point out that the stock went up a lot upon the news. I think it went up 5 to 7%. Yeah, then it went down. <laughs> then it, it went crashed. down immediately. They heard yeah. the dividend cut. Yeah. Like, wait, what? <laughs> I, think, I think, I don't know. I think it's interesting. I think people were... This is huge news, right? You're yeah. basically throwing in the towel for such a big transaction that you had just three years prior where, I, like, I don't know. Like, you go you jump through so many coops and you just, you're like, that's it. We're done. We're getting rid of it. It's interesting. And, you know, the, but the we stock... aren't getting rid of it. You're not. We aren't you're not. getting rid. I mean, the stock... <laughs> like Anthony said, you know, the news... When when the new CEO joined in, his whole plan was to was to fix the balance sheet, get all that debt off. So when we do say we're spinning off Warner Media and we and we uh, sold thirty percent stake in uh, Directv, this also came with selling off the debt that was attached to it as well. Mm-hmm. So he is working hard with with like like if you think about it, and all the things that were quote unquote sold off or were getting rid of. We still own part of it, a majority of it, not even part, yeah. a majority. If you think about it, it's all 70-ish percent, 70% of DirecTV, 71% of Warner Media. We, we still control it while yeah, getting debt out of the way. Yeah, so I think getting the debt off its books, you know, this deal, I, I, I didn't say this, 
the deal that acquired Time Warner three years ago made AT&T the most indebted company not in the financial industry. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> guys, I don't think you understand. $85 billion is not a little amount of Jump money. Change. It's not a small amount of money. Yeah, like $85 billion, I think, is more than the price of Lyft and Uber currently. Like, you you just don't drop $85 billion. Like, that's the price of multiple market caps of companies. So, I think it's... <laughs> On one transaction. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think retrospect, right? Terrible. I think it was a terrible idea to acquire HBO. Yeah. Uh, acquire Time Warner. I mean, I don't know. So... We'll see what happens going forward, 2022, mid-2022, so a year from today, roughly. We're probably getting, like, within the next year, we're going to get some more details about this. But yeah. it's definitely, I think the acquisition of eight, of Time Warner can be deemed a failure. Would you say so? Yes, as as of now. But, I mean, they, like we said, they only really acquired it, like, gained ownership three years ago. I mean, and then the CEO just vanished, right? Then this new CEO came. So who knows? I mean, now with Discover being a whole media entity by itself, right? Owning 30% or 29% of Warner Media, maybe they'll revamp it. They have new management that already understands the media segment, not like AT&T with only phone and 5G and fiber. So maybe, who knows? Maybe this is an, a real dedicated investment that when they spun it off or not, yeah, spun it off, holding 70% of it that hopefully it'll grow like you said we're going to receive that that share price difference hypothetically so hopefully it out outgrows AT&T hopefully right I mean there's still a lot of details like the dip like the dividend situation is probably the biggest one and we have to see what happens from here on out Another interesting thing we should note is that AT&T is down significantly since the acquisition, mm-hmm. right? I think it was roughly $40 a share at one point. Now it's at 30, mm-hmm. so down 25%. It's, I think it's up with d- dividends reinvested. I think it's up, I saw 20% over the past year. If you look at the entire market, the market's up over a hundred percent in the same, uh, same time span. So it has underperformed the market significantly. A bull market where you put money into every anything and you make money this yeah. past year. So <laughs> it's interesting. Like we have to just wait on more detail to this point. A lot of this is speculation, but yeah, the Time Warner acquisition was a failure. The direct, I think it's the Directv acquisition. I still think it was worse because I don't know why you would buy cable when everyone's getting they're cutting the cord. But that's another a whole other thing we can talk about at another time. But yeah, Nick, any last comments here before we wrap up? Oh, no. Did I lose Nick? Nick, are you there? I'm here. I'm here. Okay. I was saying, Nick, any last comments before we wrap up here? No, no. I think, you know, you know, stay, stay tuned. We're definitely going to come in with new facts as we get them. Mm-hmm. We're very indebted in this. We're, we're very invested, literally invested in this. So, <laughs> yeah, guys. Thank you for tuning in yet again. If you're watching this, check out the description down below for other places you can catch us away from YouTube. If you're listening to this, check out the podcast notes where you can catch us on other platforms outside of the podcast. So we really appreciate you listening yet again. I'm Anthony. This is Nick. If you want to ch- check us out on our personal socials, you can also check out the description of wherever you're listening or watching this. 
But yeah, guys, this is the Common Sense Finance Podcast. Off our, oh my God, what the hell? <laughs> our, our thoughts on the AT&T news. Until next time, we'll see you. Peace.